I would like to, church, pick up from last Sunday where we began to talk about removing the blockages to your prayers and the answers to your prayer that God's got for your life. I won't repeat the whole sermon. You can go back and listen to it, but I will kind of recap so that we can bounce into this idea. Okay, the, the, the story that we looked at is Matthew 17, and it's really about um, the disciples. What happened is that Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration with three disciples. At the base of the mountain were the other disciples. It wasn't long after he'd sent them out to heal the sick and to cast, the, to, to cast out demons and to heal the lepers. And so he said, I'd given you authority to do it so they'd been doing it but then a man brought his son along to Jesus to the disciples and they came along and this this son uh, since he was a child the Bible says he was possessed by spirits evil spirits demons uh, the Bible calls them it's three of the, the gospels talk about this story and the Bible calls it a deaf and dumb spirit that stopped this old guy obviously from talking from hearing and it would another uh, part of the Bible says it would throw him into fire it would throw him on the ground it would try and destroy him it would cause him to have seizures and all of these different things and so the father brought the son to the disciples they'd been seeing all these healings and miracles but they got to this particular um, situation this boy or we don't know how old he is he could even be a young adult they got to it they prayed that thing manifested threw him on the ground and he didn't get healed and so they came to Jesus, and the father brought the son to Jesus, and Jesus uh, kind of said, you guys, what's going on, this unbelief, this faithless generation? The father said, Lord, can you heal him? And Jesus said, well, if you can believe, I can heal him. All things are possible if you believe. And so, uh, and then afterwards, he cast the demon out, the boy got healed, and then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? This is Matthew 17, verse 19. Why could we not cast it out? Uh, it reminds me, many of us have probably had a similar question. Lord, you said that I'd be healed and I, I've been praying for healing. Why haven't you healed me yet? You said that I want to bless you financially and you're a provider. Why are you not providing for me yet? Why, why is my business still struggling? Why don't I have a job? Why? Or, or you said that you'd help me in my family. Why, why, uh, why is there a struggle with our teenage daughter? Or why is there a, a difficulty with my parents? Or why is our marriage, you're not doing something? Or, or you might say, you've said you want everyone to be saved. And I've been praying for my husband for 10 years and he's still not saved. Don't answer that, Danielle. Uh, he's still not saved. Uh, why? Why could I not? Why hasn't it worked? And it's a legitimate question that all of us at some point in our life are going to say, God, I know it's your nature. I know it's your promise. I know it's your will. But for some reason, I cannot seem to shift this obstacle and experience what you've said. Why? Why the blockage? What's going on? So Jesus answered. Firstly, he said, because of your unbelief. Now, Jesus obviously hadn't been taught the sandwich technique of feedback. He didn't go, you guys are really awesome. You're really powerful. You're giving your best shot. You've got some unbelief, but I really love you. He just like, bam, there it is. It's, the problem is unbelief. It's not condemning them. 
It's not telling them they're terrible. He's just, this is the facts. The reason there's a problem here, it's not me, it's you. If you've ever said that to someone before, uh, it's normally it's the other way. It's not you, it's me. Jesus is saying, it's not me, it's you. It's your unbelief. That's what's going on right now. Your unbelief in your heart. And for assuredly, if you have faith as a mustard seed, not as small as a mustard seed, some people think that is, but as a mustard seed, which is a particular type of seed that grows into the biggest of all trees. So, because Jesus often said, oh, you have little faith. So the presence of a little faith is not enough if there's unbelief in the heart. He says you've got to get rid of unbelief and have full faith in your heart. So you need a mustard seed and you'll say to a mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. I almost called this message, I spoke to the mountain and it still hasn't moved. What do I do? And many of us could probably relate to that sentiment. I've been speaking to the mountain and it hasn't moved. So what do I do? And Jesus identifies the first issue as an, an issue of faith. It's an issue of unbelief. And so last week we talked a little bit about that. Uh, unbelief is, a little, is like this. When I pray a prayer or I try and prophesy over a situation and I say, my business is turning around, but in my heart it says, that ain't going to happen. And it's almost like my heart betrays my words. My, my heart's been either disappointed or overwhelmed or there's fear because of an overwhelming circumstance or something's going on and my heart's got a bit hardened through setbacks and that unbelief has settled in. And as much as I want to believe and I'm trying to believe and I'm speaking the words out, but if my heart does not believe and my mouth speaks what's in, its, in my heart, then my heart betrays my words and short circuits the miraculous power of God. So we learn about unbelief. When you've got it, what do you do with it? We just first thing is you just recognize it. Don't be condemned. I've just I've got I'm I'm struggling in that believing that. I know it's God's nature. I know it's who he is, but I'm struggling. I've got unbelief. You recognize it. Number two, repent of it. Therefore I've I've come into agreement with a lie about a certain thing. So I need to break that agreement with a lie and I'm doing that by repenting. God, you are able to bring healing into my life. I'm sorry for my unbelief. Then the third the, the next few things you do to get uh, faith back in your life, surround yourself with faith people. Surround yourself with an atmosphere. Surround yourself with the God can do people. Get into a, like, deliberately, Danielle and I set this church up with testimonies and stories and moments where you can come and go, well, if He can do it for you, then He can do it for me. There's a spirit of faith in this house. So you get in the house of God. You get into a night of power. You, you see miracles happening. You experience it. You surround yourself with faith people. You saturate your mind with the Word of God, with faith preaching and testimonies. You just, I'm going to drown out that unbelief by listening to things that just feed my faith. And then you speak the Word of God, the rhema quickened Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So sometimes no one else is speaking it. The way you hear it is you speak it. This is what God said. I'm using this, the sword that He's given me. So that's, that's how you deal with unbelief. That's last week. But today, there was one more verse. And Jesus went on and he said, however. Oh, there's a however. So unbelief is one issue. There's another issue. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. This kind. He's talking about this kind of demonic spirit. This kind. He's, he's, a, he's a slippery little sucker. He, he, he's a determined demonic spirit. And so what, you ha what we need to understand is this kind tells me that not all demons are equal in power. Yeah. 
And not all demons are equal in authority. It means that we've got to understand, although when Jesus sent them out with authority, and they had authority over this, this demonic spirit to cast it out, when they encountered it, they had the authority for it, but they didn't have the power for it because it was stronger than their level of power. They had authority, but not power. What we need to understand is that, that the spirit realm is very structured. The spirit realm is very, it's, it's military, both the spirit, both the, the spirit realm on the, on God's side and on the devil's side. It's, it's military. It's, there are, there are levels. There are, there are levels of rank and authority. I was in the army reserves for three years. I learned, I did some officer training while I was at university. And when you're in the, when you have that experience of being in the army and some of you are in some sort of military, um, experience or, or the police or something that's got rank. And the whole idea of that is every level has a, has, has a level of responsibility for a group of people and a level of authority for that group of people. So when I did reserves, I, I did two weeks of recruit training and I was recruit Pierce for two weeks. Then when I passed my recruits, I became private Pierce. And so I was responsible for me and my gun. And I had authority over me and my gun. That's, that was my sphere of authority and responsibility. And so then it goes up in, in, in the military. So that you, there would be a while, if you would go in this particular track, there'd be 10 um, guys uh, or guys and girls, and that would be forming a section. And a section of 10 would be led by a lance corporal or a corporal. And that corporal would be responsible for that 10 and have authority over that 10. And then you put three of those 10 together. That's three sections together. It becomes a platoon. And that's about 30 men. And the leader of a platoon, as a lieutenant or a second lieutenant. That's what I was training for, uh, supported by a sergeant. And if you put a few of those uh, together, it becomes a company. And a company is headed up by, uh, by a major. And if you, put, if you put some of those together, you get a battalion. Then you get a brigade. Then you get a division. And the division's got, uh, led up by a major general. It's got ten to 20,000 people in that division. They're all levels of rank and responsibility and authority. That's how the military works, and there's something in the kingdom of God that works exactly like that. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. The problem many of us are facing right now is not that person who's really annoying you and you want to punch them. Don't do it. It's not flesh and blood. There's a spirit going on behind it. It's not flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, Rulers of the darkness of this age and spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Paul's giving us a hint to the levels or the hierarchies. In angels, you have archangels, Michael, Gabriel. They have a big sphere or a, that they look out over. Lucifer was one of those, an archangel, and he's called the prince of this world. He has a prince, and princes have principalities. They have areas of authority. You read in Daniel that when that when the, the, he, Daniel fasted, that the prince of over Persia was a opposing God's angel for a battle. And so there was a warfare kind of going on. So, so we understand that there are principalities over nations, over regions, there's powers, there's spiritual, so there's all layers. Then there's that little annoying demon that gives you a cold and a flu, and you, but it's at a particular level or authority. So when you understand that this kind is a particular type of demon that might have a greater level of authority and power, then that helps us understand what we've got to do when we pray. It means that you would be silly if God didn't give you the sphere of China. You would be silly to start praying against the principality over China on your own. 
because it's not your sphere and you're going to find a lot of pain and kickback over that. I've talked to the fathers in the last few weeks about your, your sphere and authority of your home and taking spiritual authority for that. God works like this. When you take spiritual authority and, and responsibility for an area and do well, He promotes you. And He'll give you responsibility for other things and other people. And that's the way the kingdom works. Success and fruitfulness at one level gives you a greater level of, of authority and responsibility and opportunity for fruitfulness at another. That's why God places us together and there are certain demonic assignments that are against a city or against the church that, that you can't break through on your own. You need all to get together. And we all get together. And that's why over the last five years, we've had such a season of fasting and prayer. And together we've prayed through the night we prayed and last year particularly we broke a, a spiritual power of control and intimidation over this church there was a breakthrough moment that took us together this is why we ask you to pray for Pastor Danielle and I, not because we're better than anybody else, but because what we, what we face with our level of responsibility and authority is greater than what other people will face. Now, we might all feel it the same, but there's something that says, if I can take them out, I'll, I'll be able to have the kickdown effect of everybody else. That's why we love you praying for us, and we ask you to do it every service, and we're very grateful for it as more gold dust comes. Hallelujah. Am I helping anybody here this morning? There are levels. And so you've got you to know then that if Jesus has given me authority, then what I've got to learn to do is to get the spiritual strength to use the authority that he's given me to shift every principality, every power, every spirit that's behind the problem. Behind the need for healing, behind the need for financial breakthrough, behind the need for that person's salvation. I, I liken it to this. When we became the senior pastors of this church in 2000, Mike Connell prayed for us on June, in June 2000. And in that particular moment, as we, be, as, as we stepped into a new spiritual authority and responsibility, I felt instantly depressed. That it was just, it was like I was expecting to feel awesome with the great power of God on me and everything's going to be amazing. Instead, a heaviness came on me because this new spiritual weight came on me and it was like the guns of hell just went from the last pastor to me and to Danielle. I'm like, awesome. And so we went, what the picture was that I got is in that moment, God gave me authority and I picture it like a sword. He gave me the sword of authority, but I didn't yet have the spiritual muscle to use the sword. Uh, William Wallace, the, the Braveheart movie, Freedom, Freedom, you can take your, that one. Uh, I won't do it for you. Uh, but he used a sword, they say, that was six foot tall. Six foot steel, heavy. Barely anybody else could use it. He used it. Imagine when you use a six foot sword, how hard it would be to get close to you. That's authority is the sword, but spiritual strength is the capacity to use the authority that God gives you. So often God gives you authority in the way of a rhema word, a promise. He says, okay, I'm putting you in this situation and I'm giving you authority and I'm giving you a word and that word has the power to take out every demonic assignment spirit, but I want you, but right now you're like, oh, I'm not going to kill anything with that. I, I, I'm just, I'm new to this. It's, 
this is flipping heavy. By the time I go to hit it, I'm gone, I'm taken out. So he says the issue here is not authority and it's not about faith. This is an issue of power. This is spiritual stamina. This is strength. And so for the first two years of becoming senior pastors, while the church shrunk, remarkably anointed we were, while the church shrunk, I, I used to go to the lighthouse at Point Cartwright and I just began to speak in tongues and I began to stand there and I began to literally imagine I had a sword. I look a bit weird. If you, if you came up from behind me in those days, apologies, not mental illness, spiritual power going on. And I stood up on a, a park bench seat and I would just say, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because you have anointed me to preach the gospel. I will be bold. I will be strong. I will be courageous and I'd pray in tongues and what I was doing is spiritual weight training with the word and the authority I'm using the sword I'm using that authority I'm praying to grow into this new level of authority some of you became a connect group leader and wondered why everything started going wrong that's because you've got to use the authority that God gives you to overcome. Some of you became a Christian and, and, and started to fight some battles but didn't become part of a group. And you're realizing, why am I over here getting smashed up all the time? That's because God says, I need you to be part of an army. I need you to be part of a group. I need you not to be isolated. So how do I increase my spiritual power? How do I get that strength? Well, one of the key ways... Is to, is to pray in the Spirit, to pray in tongues. One of the key ways to build your spiritual strength is a gift called praying in tongues. We'll be praying for people tonight to receive that gift. This is what it says in the Bible. It says it in Ephesians, uh, somewhere here as I'm going through so many notes. Corinthians, thank you, Josh. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 says this, He who speaks in a tongue, the gift of tongues, edifies or strengthens builds him or herself up. But he who prophesies edifies or builds up the church. So tongues is God's gift for me to strengthen myself. Prophecy is my gift for you to strengthen others. Paul says prophecy is the, the best one because being focused on building others up is what's really important. But he says, I speak in tongues more than you all. Some of you might have been taught something that's, un, that's incorrect theologically, and that's that there's, there's nine different gifts, and God just gives one to whoever. And so if he doesn't give you tongues, you don't get tongues, bad luck, you missed out, but he'll give you another one. I, just, I can't buy that because I think if the way that you build yourself up is through tongues, why would God say, now you can build yourself up, but you can't? You can build yourself up, but you can't. And you, why would God do that to us? If the gift of tongues is to primarily strengthen ourselves spiritually, then I believe, and it's the pattern of the New Testament, it's for everyone, so that we're building ourselves up. And then as the first gift, as the primer gift, out of that, the other gifts begin to flow. Healing, miracles, prophecy, word of knowledge, they all begin to flow. I know when I speak in tongues, I build myself up and I kickstart the other gifts flowing in my life. So you're like, all right, so I'm coming against an obstacle now. And I'm, I'm discouraged. So here's the thing. With, with unbelief, my heart says that's not going to happen. But if it's a, a spirit that I'm coming against, it, start, it torments my mind. 
And, I st- and all sorts of different thoughts, crazy thoughts. Sometimes the devil can even use scripture to try and get you off track. All, and it's like a bombardment of your mind. And, and so you, you're not, this is not about heart and believing. This is about, I've got to get stronger to oppose that thing. And so you might go, well, I pray in tongues five minutes a day, but I'm, I'm fighting this battle and can't seem to get a victory. Well, maybe it's time to go for 10 or 15 minutes a day to get stronger. You've got that word from God. You've got that authority from God, but you just, you need to increase. So you start praying in tongues. Maybe you come to a night of power where one of the whole aims of this night is not just some people getting healed, but it's a church getting the power of God on us, getting the strength of God in our spirit so that I can use the weapons that God's given me to overcome the enemy. I build myself up. And then he says, prayer and fasting. It's taken me till September 15, 2019 to preach about fasting. This year, we're not as a church. I felt like the last five years we fasted so much and I personally fasted so much. I, I believe we broke through that thing of, of a control and intimidation that was a blockage to the church. God said to me, I've given you the land that you've been believing and praying for. You've broken through over, an, over a stronghold in the city. Now I want you to party and praise me like it's done. I know that Pastor Phil prophesied in June, July that the doors would open for our land. And I know we're going to look back at one point and say something happened in June and July. The doors open and we're going to be opening a building for the glory of God in Power Road. I'm confident about that. So I'm not going to waste one missed meal on that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm just going to praise and thank God it's done in the spirit and his timing's perfect. So I'll just keep eating to my heart's content about that one, partying and praising until it actually becomes a reality. I'm totally good with that. But in the midst of that, there's some other challenges that I've got and there's some other challenges that you've got and personal fasting. So we're not corporate fasting, but that doesn't mean we're not personal fasting. I'm preaching myself into doing a bit of fasting, which I haven't done all year yet. But I'm preaching myself into it because there's some things that I'm, uh, Danielle and I've been praying for two years about. And I want to, I want to increase my level of power so that I, as I fast, it's like that the words that I've got for those three areas that we've been battling, one we've had breakthrough in, two we're about 50, 60% in, and the other we need a breakthrough. As I'm facing those things, I want to fast to supercharge my power to take ground off the enemy, okay? And I'm reckoning that there's some people here you need to get your prayer and fasting on because it might not just be an unbelief issue you're facing. It might also be a power thing to use the word and the authority that God's given you. Am I helping anyone here today? All right, grow your spiritual strength. And here's the last one. When you're in a spiritual battle, and not not everything is, is not... Behind everything is not necessarily demons. Some things it's just, I just need faith and it's going to happen and it's all good. But there are other things that it is a spiritual battle. And God allows it. The devil thinks he's going to destroy you through it. But God allows it because he's using it for preparation to grow your spiritual muscles. He can answer all your prayers in a moment. But he says, no, I want you to grow so that when I promote you for the sake of helping others, 
you'll understand that your authority and power and, and pretty much our life has just been going from one level of authority and influence and responsibility to another. And we've learned what to do. Pray fast, declare the Word of God, get stronger, grow into that authority. Or Every, every season's had different attacks and different areas of our life. You name it, it's come at us. But we've learned and persevered to, to overcome. So don't get the idea that being a Christian means that you're not going to have attacks. If you want to do something significant for God, that's part of the territory. But you win because God's a good God and I want him to give you the keys for it today. All right, so the last thing is you just got to imagine, imagine this. Sometimes you get locked in a battle for a particular thing and the greater the influence of this victory is going to be on you and your family, then the greater the battle... That kind might be stronger. So I just, I've just learned to imagine this. I'm like, all right, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm, so I just tell the devil, we're going to go toe-to-toe for as long as this takes. I've got the word from God. And here's what happens. When, when you first start to fire up, pray a bit more and speak, just like that little boy threw himself on the ground and manifest, the devil will do something to scare you off. If things get worse when you start to pray into something, you're probably hitting something. You're probably poking the bear. So if you're poking the bear, it's okay. Just make a determination in your heart. I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going to pray until if this takes one year, two years, three years, I'm not backing down. I just kind of picture, all right, Lord, we're praying about this particular area. I'm speaking scriptures every time I speak a scripture. I see a, I see a stronghold, a demonic thing, and I'm like, I'm like, I can go all day. You're going to get sick of getting a blood nose every time I speak the name of Jesus and declare the word of God. You might make things a little bit worse, but I'll be back here tomorrow. Same time, same bat channel. We'll be going again. I'm going to speak this thing. So, so hey, if you want me to get stronger through opposing me, stick around because this is making me stronger. If you want me to, if you want me to have a greater level of power, hang around because I'm getting, I've made that determination in my heart. I want you to make that determination in your heart. You're getting stronger. This is good for you. God's causing it to work together for good. The amazing thing, and one of the, I'll close with this. One of the things that we've been praying for is a, is a, a family healing for two years, just a, a, an obstacle frustrating, annoying, challenging, and be praying for it. And there's been days uh, when, uh, one is for my, myself as well, I've, I've got a back issue that I've had for 20-something years. And what's crazy to me is there's literally been some days where I can barely stand up and get out of my chair, and I've been fighting that thing personally, and it's built my strength. Some of the greatest miracles that have happened in this church have happened while I can barely stand because of pain. And I'm like... And I was just like, all right, Lord, one, help me in my unbelief because I'm, I'm, I'm going for healing for me personally. But at the same time, every time I pray into that, I'm increasing these spiritual puppies so that when I pray for somebody else, then they're getting breakthrough because of the resistance I'm getting over here is making me stronger. It's putting a greater level of authority in me and it's flowing for others. Unbelief will get on your heart and make you think, well, okay, if, as long as it's for everybody else, I can be a martyr and take that. But that's not the way God wants you to think. That's unbelief. 
He wants you to, whether it's someone in your family getting saved, someone at your workplace, you've prayed for them, you poke the bear, they start cursing you. That's just the sign that this is a spiritual battle. Don't back down, pray and fast, go after that thing. God's with you. We're helping anybody here today, removing some blockages. We're dealing with unbelief and we're growing our spiritual strength because this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. I'm praying. I feel like God's got a whole new strategy for us for prayer as a church in 2020. I'm really believing and praying about what that's going to look like as we, we continue to move into a season of ridiculous expansion, increase and growth in our church. But right now, I want you to be encouraged to fight your battles in the Word of God. Can we close our eyes right now? If you're here this morning and God's speaking to you, maybe you're watching online, but God's speaking to you about upping your level of prayer and or fasting, prayer and or fasting to get stronger, to win a victory for someone's salvation, for someone's financial breakthrough, for a battle you're facing in health, for, for a family situation to be turning around. God's speaking to you and today you're like, I'm going to step it up. I want you just to stand up right now and say, I'm going to step it up. You might have stood last week, I'm dealing with unbelief, but this week I'm going to step it up. I'm standing, I'm, I stood last week, I'm standing this week. Preaching to myself. Father, I just thank you. As obstacles come to people, as they fight the good fight, I pray you'll give them strength and encouragement, scriptures and words. They're going to win. We stand together, devil, against every one of your assignments, against the people of God, and we tell you you're defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. All things are possible for Him. All things are possible in Him. No weapon formed against us will prosper in the name of Jesus. God, increase our capacity, our prayer, and our strength to take ground in every area we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.